When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Matt Lee. And I'm Vince Mancini. And this is Pod, Pod Yourself, Yourself the, the Wire. Wire. A The Wire podcast where Vince Mancini and I go through every single episode of The Wire and, and talk, talk about, about it. it. Thank you so much once again for listening to the world's only The Wire podcast. We really appreciate the five stars and reviewing you've been doing. Uh, that rhymed accidentally. Um, I just want to remind people, uh, October 17th, Francesca and I are going to be co-headlining the Punchline Comedy Club in San Francisco. Please Aww. buy your tickets. Yeah, so I know. Yeah. Husband and wife together, hmm. fucking doing jokes. And, That's you such know. a comedian thing to do to spend your anniversary doing uh, stand-up gigs together it's not even an anniversary it's just uh you know we uh you know i uh i talked to molly <clears throat> and uh she was like you should uh, you should uh, headline uh you know a weekday here and i was like can i bring my wife and she's like yes and i was like oh, fuck yeah and she's so, like yes yeah. we actually asked her and yeah, she declined, asked her first, and that's why she, i asked you but she had maybe too many emails <laughs> from from other bookers <laughs> to Organize them all. But the point is, is that you should buy your tickets. There will be a link in the show notes, probably. All right. Today, we're going to be talking about from season four of The Wire, episode two, Soft Eyes. And our guest today, a fantastic stand-up comedian who has a special out right now on YouTube called Bag of Tricks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Django Gold. Hey, fuck hey yeah. guys. Hell hey. yeah. How you, how you doing, Django? I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Oh, uh, you know, fucking right. hanging in there. I got hey. a baby. Oof. Yeah. You yeah. got a baby? No, no babies whatsoever. I can barely take care of myself. Well, that's, that's you know, I same. Yeah. Same. And I but I was it. like, I was like, once I have a baby, then I'll finally get it together. It yeah. yeah. That'll no. keep it together, baby. It did, pretty, it did. pretty put together. Uh, yeah, it's just because I have a ring light. That's all I did was buy a ring light. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> there we go. You should, I had a baby. You like, didn't even bother I, with a baby. Yeah, exactly. You know, eventually baby will be doing baby content and then finally, yeah. you know, making money. You got to spend money to make money. That's less how babies of, less, work. Less a baby and more of an apprentice. Yeah, exactly. Teach yeah, she, craft. She, She's doing an apprenticeship uh, in the world of uh, podcasting. Soon she's she'll gonna be cutting clips. Own, she's going to have her own shopping cart one day. Uh, uh, maximize yeah. the, the territory that 
Matt and Absolutely. Francesca cover. <laughs> yeah, she she's like my little charade. <laughs> yeah, oh, a little charade. maximum. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to teach her uh, math, which uh, well that'll be a bummer. But <laughs> thing is, is Francesca and I both don't do math well, so we're gonna have a really dumb baby. Anyways, Django, <laughs> The Wire. I've heard of do it. Do you do you like it? Uh, I love it. Yeah. I, okay. although, although I have to admit, this is maybe shows I don't love it as much as I should. Is that I had not watched it in like twelve years until I was required to watch Soft Eyes for this. Oh, so, okay. So that totally brought me back, and I, I forgot how good it was. Yeah, yeah. So when you watched it, the fir- was that the first time? So you've watched it once all the way through? I, I've only watched it once all the way through. I think maybe 2010, 2011, something like that. And I thought yeah. it was great then. But in the interceding years. I become like more of a Sopranos head, you know. So I kind of like yeah. let, let the wire kind of fall away, but I forgot how great it is, and now I'm yeah. back, baby. Yeah. Well, welcome back to the fucking Open land arms. of of Balmer. You, you, you can yeah. always go back and remember. That's the beauty of it. That's what. Uh, well, it took me a while. It took me a while to get to get back. I, I forgot how many freaking characters there are. And oh you yeah. Just, you just mentioned Sherrod there. I forgot there was a first preliminary kid before he gets to Duquan <laughs> under his wing. I forgot he has the first kid. Like there's like that's right. Too, yeah. many, too many characters for my liking. Yeah. 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 The, you know, Dookie becomes the, the next Sherrod slash bubble spoiler alert. If you haven't seen all of the wire. Um, and also if you haven't seen all the wire and you're listening to the show, thank you. We appreciate you right, yeah. letting us join you on this journey, you fucking freak. <laughs> the idea that people would wait, I love that. I love that people would wait. I got to watch it with the podcast that's mostly talking about dicks. Um, do you uh, do you have a favorite character on The Wire? Oh, man, there's so many. I mean, it's hard because, like, you always want to like, associate with like the cool characters, you know? It's like, oh, I'm totally a Lester Freeman type. That's right. me. He's me. Yeah. With two, two wise guys, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> you know we're, 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 two, we're two wise sages solving we're, crimes. Both geniuses, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, I always like like Bodie. He was always yeah. a good one. Oh, I feel like that's a fan, fan favorite. You yeah. know, I, I'd say, yeah, I think Bodie's a pretty good one. You think uh, who would you say you relate to more? Ooh, probably a- any one of the characters that just gets chewed up and spit out by the system. <laughs> <laughs> a- a- anyone that gets abused by the system—that's that's, that's yeah. me. In a, in a well, Bodhi famously is a pawn, but he's like, "What if you're a smart-ass pawn?" So yeah, that's, that's true. That says. Yeah, that's your tarot card, I then, guess. Then, then you make it out alive. That's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Being yeah. a smart-ass pawn is, you know, if you're going to be a pawn, you might as well have some brains on you mm-hmm. yeah. and last you as better. long as you can. Yeah. I feel like at this point, um, I'm a Randy, <laughs> you know, because he's, uh, he's I, the one I sell, feel, selling candy and stuff. The, right? Yeah, the one, the little entrepreneur. I feel yeah. like, you know, when he's going, you know, to school and he's, He's cutting class so he can sell to the younger kids like some skills and stuff. I feel like that's me when I plug the Patreon. Yeah, mm. yeah. We don't have a like a big job. Like we don't have the ambition to you know make that big money, but we have yeah. a few little schemes, a little little schemes, <laughs> a few little irons in the fire here, here and there. Yeah. You know, just uh, selling some skittles, trying to right. make that nut. Yeah, exactly. Like we're not slanging. Like no, you know, no, that's no. too scary. You're not for, even for, s- selling t-shirts at this point. You're, yeah, you're, no. You're, you're yeah. Below I mean, the bubbles pay grade. Right. Yeah, exactly. If we were really if we if we had thought big, we would have been uh too 
20 something girls talking about our sexual escapades and that's what oh. the podcast would have been and we would have taken it straight to the stars the, but uh, uh, world instead, by storm dude what's to yeah. stop you guys from doing that right now i mean fear yeah. Fear, <laughs> yeah, fear is the fear. big one um yeah fear I, of success know. that's all <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to be so yeah. successful you know you don't want to yeah let, let them have their their, their millions you get exactly. too big you forget who your friends are and we don't want to do that because yeah. our friends we, we don't our, have friends we, we right got here. family like family. yeah that's right yeah yeah, welcome to the family, Django. Hell this yeah. is I don't know if you knew oh my God. You I were, didn't prepare a speech. <laughs> you don't have to. Speaking we're gonna that, talk at you. Is Django a family name? No, I was named after uh Django Reinhardt, the gypsy jazz guitar player. Sorry. Hell yeah. wow. the, the Roma jazz guitar player. Yeah, Roma, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and then obviously yeah, the, he roam all around the world. Sorry, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. cannot do a dumb Italian accent. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, but this is not a podcast where we do various puns <laughs> on <laughs> on the proper names for formerly slur names. No, this <laughs> is a the Wire podcast, and we of course cannot start the podcast without first playing the theme song. School children. Season four. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, once again today, we are going to be talking about from season four of The Wire, episode two, Soft Eyes. Uh, this episode premiered September 17th, 2006. Vince, break us off a little piece of that synopsis off the top of your head. What is this episode? This episode is about being on the wrong side of the math. Whether you're Sherrod and you literally didn't learn any math, Mm-hmm. Or you're a white guy running for mayor in the overwhelmingly black city of Baltimore, like Tommy Carcetti. Wow. Or, you know, maybe you're just uh, a good police running a detail and you're forced to follow the money. Yeah, I love that. Mm. That was really good. Thanks. Right. See, this, this is... See you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's the episode. Solid B+. Plus. <laughs> Sometimes um, I write things down before we start and, you know. Oh, did you? Okay. You wrote it, that one down. I All wrote right. a little note for myself. I mean, I'm still very impressed because the note just says math. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, Vince, what was happening at the time that this episode came out? That's right, Matt. I think what you're trying to say is that we cannot evaluate art divorced from its cultural context. we got to put of some course. of that context back in and we do that with a little something that we like to call the back in the day machine it's a bad time for newspapers the news hole is shrinking as advertising dollars continue to decline there ain't no back in the day machine tells the tale son you know the news hole is still shrinking that's the that's the crazy thing i know can you believe that what that season is it's from season five which is like 2007 Back then, they were like the news hole is shrinking. Holy yeah. fuck! Yeah, <laughs> pre Facebook. Yeah, uh, pre, like, pre the algorithm just destroying mm-hmm. like a fucking parasite. Uh, right, every yeah. pull, up, pull up our pull up our belts and really get to work here. We will save the newspaper industry. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, oh, we kind of did. Like it, uh, it came back. It just yeah. uh, oh, absolutely. It did? Please, please what? subscribe to the Patreon, by the way. Yeah. Yes, yes. Patreon.com/slash/broadcast. Please it ca- help. It came help. back at the very top level, and everything else just uh, that's true. Got yeah. gobbled up. Um, yeah. The, the journalism of, got gobbled, but the papers are still there. That's right. That's right. Um, speaking of journalism, mm. uh, I, this is one of the most 2006 articles that I've ever read like in the history of doing this segment like Mm -hmm. this is the most your contextualized article that i think i've ever come across okay um this is from the new york post uh this is this guy still has a job phil mushnick uh headline of the piece tv reporters coddle muslim americans that's the headline that's the headline coddle (laughs) wow they're that's always a, trying to make them feel okay about existing. <laughs> I'm yeah. sick of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Keep in mind, like I said, this guy still has a job. Uh, over the last five years, you've likely seen similar interviews conducted by TV news persons countless times. Roughly, they go like this. Muslim Americans are seen and heard to complain about their loss of personal freedoms while traveling by air from, to, and within the U.S., These complaints include everything from being singled out for security inspections to being detained for interrogation. But then, you know, (laughs) things that, uh, you know, uh, violate civil liberties or whatever. Big time uh, sarcastic quotes. But then the piece ends and it's left for viewers to consider whether the U.S. government is doing Muslims dirty. Dirty. But in five years of watching such interviews, we're, we've yet to hear any of the reporters or correspondents ask logical follow-up questions of Muslim Americans. Yeah, like, but aren't you a terrorist, though? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, oh for God. example, given that radical Muslim world now re- represents a genuine daily threat to the lives of all Americans. Daily. Mm-hmm. Daily threat. I think yeah. we, as we, we all lived through 2006, we yeah. remember every day. Uh, as of September 12th, it has been a daily threat. Oh, yeah. my God. You just you couldn't walk down the street in any yeah. city in America without getting a plane flown into you. <laughs> <laughs> it was would, everywhere. What would you, a Muslim American, do as it re- relates to airport security? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. And or as a Muslim American mother traveling with your children, would you be pleased if security were re- reduced on behalf of the sensitivities of Muslims? Jesus Christ. 2000 yeah. really a bad decade. We, we yeah. Really yeah. Did, yeah. Oh. Did, not, did not get much done there. No. <laughs> it was a really bad <laughs> decade. And boy, does this article put a fine point on that. Yeah. Uh, don't you prefer that the airline you're boarding with your loved ones be as safe as possible from attack? Yeah, from you. <laughs> Again, uh, after after. Are many... you worried about what you would do if TSA wasn't there? Isn't TSA the only thing keeping you from doing terror? Have yeah. you ever thought about that? Uh, yes, it's a genuine shame that you have to undergo such rigorous measures at, at airports since 9-11. But what, sir or madam, would you do? Should we make it easy? Ooh, what a polite oh boy. boy. <laughs> should, should we make it easy or more difficult for Islamic extremists to again commit mass murder? More, more. Make it more. <laughs> more, 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 more. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. All around. Please, yeah, Madame yeah. Rousseau, join me for a lovely evening at Guantanamo Bay. Yes. <laughs> Sir, what would you rather happen? I waterboard you now, or someone brings a shoe bomb to a plane. <laughs> That's on you. 
Blood <laughs> is on your hands. I said good day, Bin Laden. <laughs> wow. So that was that was uh that was a banger, I thought. That uh, was a banger. Yeah. Still wow. writes still writes for the New York Post. Mush Mushnik? Mushnik. Mushnik. Phil Mushnik, yeah. Phil Mushnik. Uh, Keep an eye out. This other one I picked mostly because of the uh, the follow-up uh, headline, Mexico sends drug lord to U.S. in cocaine case. Extradition mm. marks key victory for Washington. Uh, this was about uh, drug kingpin Francisco Rafael Ariano Felix. Oh, shit. Hell Sorry, yeah. Rafael. He's not Brazilian. Um, yeah. Making him the first major Mexican drug lord to be sent to north to face drug charges. Uh, I remember this guy. There used to be posters uh, all around uh tijuana with his name on him but uh i mentioned it mostly because um the follow-up to this was he did a year in jail i believe um uh, a year and five months in prison um and then he was released and then what is it seven years later uh in october 2013 he was murdered by a clown at his birthday party <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> not a very good party. Yeah, I mean, not a very good clown, if you think clown. about it. A little too scary, if you ask me. Yeah, this is, see, this is why people hate clowns. No. They're always shooting my dad. Uh, it just it just sounds like a scene. This was his 64th birthday party at Hotel Marbella in Los Cabos, uh, Mexico. Um, at around 8 p.m. that day, a black-colored SUV entered the private property and parked near the entrance of the ballroom. In the front seats of the car, according to eyewitness reports, were two men. In the back seat was a man dressed as a clown who descended from the vehicle and headed towards the door that led to the kitchen. Once inside the ballroom, the clown identified Francisco Rafael at the center of the room and began to walk towards him. When the clown was about three feet away, he pulled out a pistol from his costume and shot him point blank in his head and then several more times as he fell to the ground, killing him on the scene. Did he honk his nose? He <laughs> <laughs> should have sprayed him with one of those seltzer flowers. Yeah. Or just put the red yeah. nose on the corpse I'm, I'm right afterwards. Just disappointed that this has no clown element. He takes a nine yeah. millimeter pistol, no wacky Handkerchief, yeah. handkerchief bomb or like acid yeah. coming out of the boutonniere just bullshit fucking if you're gonna fucking be a clown assassin you gotta add a little flair to it yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't committing to the bit he was just blatantly like yeah I'm a hitman dressed no. as a clown but he, he, you really gotta go dis disgrace to all clowns uh, yeah know, honestly honestly it really know, rem this like, reminded me it reminds me of like the the twitter meme where someone uh, is doing something stupid and it's like next to the picture of a guy like putting his clown makeup on like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. this in real life like he that is, <laughs> that is fucking amazing man uh, francisco felix was he wasn't the crazy one though right his brother is the crazy one uh yeah ramon so. ariano felix yeah yeah i think francisco was like uh I don't know. I've only seen Narcos Mexico, so that's that's what I know. And I've read Narcos by uh, Yoan Grillo. <laughs> in fact, I love Mexican drug lords. I yeah, read no. a lot about the, them. The, 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 <laughs> I don't know why this made me laugh, but uh, on the Wikipedia like snapshot, mm -hmm. uh, under cause of death, death it says <laughs> traumatic brain injury, and then in parentheses and small letters underneath, from gunshot wounds. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Cl oh, okay. Cl yeah, clown sure. attack. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was the same. <laughs> LOL. Yeah. I should have shot him with a, a bullet and then a gun that had a little flag that said bang. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, RIP. RIP to a real one, man. That guy's mm -hmm. cool. Oh, man. Uh, Matar next... con el 
Payaso. How do you say? Is that right? I think Payaso so. de Vergenza. Yeah. Vengeance. Uh, I really got a clown of shame. Is that? I think Vergenza is vengeance, isn't it? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. no. I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. Hold on. Yeah, let's all let, let we're gonna Google Translate some stuff real quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, clown of shame, clown of shame. All right, uh, but Payaso has... is clown, right? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Uh, that's been mm, so that's been the remember when machine. Yeah. yeah all right. Like, well, like... <laughs> sick, sick. Now we know exactly what was happening at the time that this episode came out, and now <laughs> I don't feel very well informed. <laughs> no, well, that's that's it on you, the, bro. The, the clown I... thing and the Muslim American hatred. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. fits. Now you understand where this yeah. episode's going oh, from. Oh, so that's why it's a shopping cart with things in it. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah. still fighting the drug war and the war on terror, and uh, you know neither were going oh, super yeah, well. Yeah. But we, there's we a, like to there, pretend. There's a drug. There's a drug tie in there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, but yes, uh, now we know that uh, this week's Balmer B story. I've not recorded it yet, um, so I'm just going to uh, just. I'm, I'm going to uh, just sing one line from it, okay? Ooh, all right, sorry. Right. Uh, uh, oh, oh. Wait, here we go. Wait, no, wait. Just give me a fucking second. I didn't... Oh, oh here we go. I got it. Uh, uh, here we go. I want to... I want to be the mayor of Baltimore. There we go. That's it. That's right. what I have. At the end of the episode, you're gonna fucking. The you're gonna be like, are gonna get the fire version of that. This is just. You're gonna demo. get the fire version. Um, I I didn't I didn't learn to play it before I uh, played it just now. So you know sometimes you just gotta figure it out by ear, but. Uh, yeah, so you'll love that song at the end. We'll play it. You'll love it. But let's talk about this episode. Uh, soft Eyes. A lot of things happen in this episode. Uh, Vince, all around, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, I, I would say this is uh, sort of a very utilitarian episode. Uh David Simon's sort of like watering the seeds that he's planted. It's not necessarily an episode that like I super enjoy in a vacuum. I think a lot of it... Is about building sympathy for uh, Tommy Carcetti before his heel turn, um, mm-hmm. which he's been is like, oh, the poor white guy. He's mm-hmm. he can't become mayor, but he's so good <laughs> at doing homework. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think the underlying message is that uh, nerds are at their best when they're like a little bit depressed and feeling like a little bit bad about themselves. Like uh-huh. you do sure. not want a nerd that starts feeling himself. As soon as that happens, you better yeah. run for the heels, run for the hills. That's yeah. incel wrath time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the biggest mistake we ever made as a culture was uh, feeling bad for nerds. Yeah, and, they're, they're going to fuck us up real bad in the long term. Yeah, exactly. We're like, oh, we got to cater to them, you know? Yeah. It, oh. We got we to gotta stop them from being bullied. But they never stop to think, why bullies bully? Yeah. And it's because they're trying to stop Hitlers. Yes, bullies are <laughs> altruists when they That's right. Right. Yeah. smack us around and steal our... Shiny red apples and so forth. Listen, if I hadn't been beat up a bunch of times, I never would have achieved so much. <laughs> Kill me. Um, I mean, yeah. look what happened to Elon Musk when there wasn't someone there to tell him that you are not funny. 
Yeah. Uh, you yeah. are not. Well, there there, not is, there, there are a lot of people telling him that every day, and he has yeah. that will to power to just. Yeah, but it's too late now because they were building him up. They were building him up for too long. And now he's too rich to, you know, to like notice to put in the trash can telling him he's a hill. He's a bitch. That's what we should be doing. Yeah. I hope he dies on the moon. <laughs> um, he's, but he's yes, start- d- die either in one of his cyber trucks or at age 190, surrounded by his harem. I know, and I, we know it's going to be the second one, and it's going to be on Mars. This fucking bitch. Um, yeah. So yeah, Carcetti. So you find this episode utilitarian? You didn't find it uh, kind of existing in in its own. I mean, it's doing it's a lot of building a, for it, sure. Look, it's got a great. Uh, it's got great um, Clay Davis scenes, and and it's got a great theme of mm-hmm. Sherrod literally being on the wrong side of the math, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone else uh, metaphorically being on the wrong side of the math. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's this, there's some stuff that you're sort of waiting to see play out that sure. you don't really know how it's going to play out at this stage of the game. Yeah. Django, what would you think of this episode? Uh, I think I agree. I mean, it, for me personally, it was great just like refreshing myself. It's like, oh, all these characters back in my life again. So I enjoyed that part of it. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's mostly table setting. It's really, yeah. I was hoping we'd have more of the, like my favorite part about this season, if I recall correctly, is the whole uh, hi, hiding corpses in like the boarded up uh, oh, yeah. old houses part. I was hoping we get a little more of that action because that was always yeah. a really sinister f- fun plot plot element but we got no, none of that nonsense really n- very little very little Marlowe in general which you know what do you yeah. got yeah the, what, what uh, we do get of Marlowe in this episode kind of ties back into the theme that uh, you guys are talking about of uh, kind of the math and the money and whatnot. not in, in this episode Marlowe is being the uh what do you call it like the gracious gangster kind of like the the benefactor you know just like going around and throwing thanksgiving turkeys to all the (laughs) all the families you know he's uh but mostly what he's doing is he's bribing children with uh back to school clothes money yeah which um you know very uh fagin and oliver twist style like uh you know i need you guys uh you know i need this a uh, group of young little pickpockets to mm-hmm. get together and, and join my gang. Of, I mean, if you follow the money long enough, it's going to end up at the uh, NFL licensing uh, money. That's where that's where all, everybody's that's where the, the real money, money for the throwbacks. That's where yeah, I know getting all that drug money. Yeah, do they, do they still have like Figgins in modern day America. Are, are people or not America? I guess the West. Are people still doing that? Recru- I mean, someone's got to be like young like Someone's got to be corralling the loose children out yeah, there. It feels know? like a, a missed opportunity if we're not r- rounding up ragamuffins and having them steal pies and so forth. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, what are they going to do otherwise? It feels like it's the recipe for disaster. It's one of the reasons why I have so much gang violence out there. Is because there's not a Fagan. Figure. They yeah, need a, f- a father figure to show them the way and like wear a really gross waistcoat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Without that, you know, that's how you fall into a life of drugs. You yeah, know, these, and, these rag muffins are—they they need guidance. Yeah, they need and someone I to show them. I will be that leader. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's all just take a an area of our respective towns to Any be the imps who are listening to this on a stolen laptop. <laughs> 
Come Join to me. me. Yes. <laughs> I will teach you the ways of stealing. I will keep you in meat pies. And talk yes, about- <laughs> yes. We're talking misdemeanor thefts here. Nothing weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I thought this was, uh, I would say, yes, I agree. It's like utilitarian episode. It's a lot of setup, but also there's a lot of uh, what I really enjoy about the season is um, the ways in which the kids are all kind of different differentiated uh not just socioeconomically but also like their social casts a little bit um like it's back to school season and they're focusing on every kid's relationship with uh with money and how they're you know how whether or not they have it whether or not they want it how they get it um, so, like, you know, you've got Naimond, whose father is Weebay, um, and he's, like, the rich kid of the group. He's got, you know, fucking... He's got money coming in from the Barksdale organization from their, uh, I guess, their unemployment insurance policy. <laughs> um, and all the boys are gifted $200 by Marlo, and Michael isn't taking it. And, you know, and you've got Randy, who's like, hey, I'll take his, you know. Uh, and then you have uh, Dookie. Um, who has to be gifted clothes by the teacher, you know? And uh, it's it's an interesting uh, way of, like, displaying that, like, doing it in a way of, like, the context being back-to-school clothes and stuff. I like that. I like it a lot. Um, but, Is yeah. That, that, that resonated with me, by the way. I've kind of forgotten the whole, like, emotional valence of, like, oh, school's back in session. I need cool clothes. Yeah. I can't be the kid who doesn't have new cool clothes. Like yeah. I'd, I'd kind of forgotten about that part, part of my life until watching this episode remind me of that. It really does yeah. kind of break. And like, yeah. It has that great ending scene where Naaman's like, you know, rejo- like reveling in all the, the cool new outfits his mom bought for him. Like that really, that really did kind of like it, it strike a note with me, I'd say. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was, I mean, what are these kids in seventh grade ish? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, seventh. seventh yeah, for or me, eighth. I would have been like, oh, man, I got to have. Like my my most uh, my most pugnacious no fear slogan uh, yes. for this year and like yes. uh, yeah. gaudiest Big Johnson uh, <laughs> t-shirts. I need a really cool looking bulldog on mine, you know, <laughs> yeah. so people know not to fuck with me. I need a yeah. striped t-shirt that's at least six sizes too big. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. no one's gonna think I'm cool. Yeah, I need pants that. I don't sag, but they're so baggy they look saggy. <laughs> Janko jeans, but you know, that's something right. that's irregular, so I can get it half price. Yeah, the big filigrees. <laughs> yeah, dude. Actually, I saw someone wearing Janko jeans recently, and yeah. I was like, this would be a weird thing to come back. I, I for think this people, people, people are saying that the 2000s new metal thing is like roaring back. So we, yeah, I'm excited. It's on its way. I I spend a lot of time at the coffee shop near Fresno state. And the other day I saw some like frat dudes, uh, and like frat dudes now look like eighties movie frat dudes. Like the one one dude was wearing like seersucker, uh, thigh shorts with Birkenstocks and like a t-shirt that just said like Brooks brothers, uh, and just said, it said, just said Brooks brothers, like established whatever year. And like three of them had mustaches. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. We're like, we're, we're, 
<laughs> yeah, we're uh, like no one. I can't, couldn't believe no one had a sweater t- tied around their shoulders. Dude, those yeah. uh, d- those guys would fucking run me off the slopes. That's what <laughs> yeah, I'd be worried that's about. Right. <laughs> oh shit! He's gonna push me down a double black diamond. <laughs> They're um, gonna tell you that uh, uh, Matt. He's he's not our kind. He can't. Yeah, exactly. You can't hang out with him anymore. Exactly. Like my ex girlfriend's mom said that one. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, did she really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> my, and my ex-girlfriend told me, which is the weirdest thing. I said, what does that mean? Like, Jew? And she was like, no, you know, just, you know. Just uh, cosmopolitan. She, you know, yeah. just like, rootless. You yeah. know, yeah. rootless. Sophisticated. Kind of stateless. You know? <laughs> stateless. <laughs> wow. I just wish he could have a country for his own. That's all. Yeah, exactly. You know, just not really loyal to whatever country they're in. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, uh, the, the back to school stuff was, it resonated with me as well. I remember being that age and, um, uh, getting, uh, begging my parents to get me some, uh, of the, the new Jason kits. That was my, my whole thing. I was like, please. And, uh, I got them and it was the thing I didn't know, um, is that, uh, and to this day, I still don't follow these rules. Uh, when it comes to fancy expensive shoes, you don't wear them all the time. Mm, yeah. You're, you're supposed to keep them in good condition and, classic and bust white them kid out. Mistake. Mm-hmm. Dude, like this is classic lower middle class kid mistake. Uh, it was because, you know, my parents were like, OK, this is your one pair of shoes. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't know the rules. Yeah. And so I wore it all the times and they turned into clown shoes by the end because they were just like they just started getting like pointed at the end. It was bad, but I was cool for a week. Um, but yeah, uh, this uh, this episode opens with one of my favorite cold opens. I mean, we've had a lot of great cold opens on the show. Last week's episode was the fucking maybe the best cold open in like TV history. But this one is pretty great as well. It is Herc at his new job um, as a he's detailed to protect the mayor and uh, he's looking for the mayor and he finds him, but not in a position. <laughs> that he wanted to find him in. And I have a clip of that. Sir. Janet. Uh. <laughs> uh. Oh, you did see the penis. I didn't catch yeah. that the first time. Yeah. And he keeps doing it. Did you catch that the first time? And he just yeah. does it in front of him like that? Probably the longest <laughs> scene in the, in the series. <laughs> keeps going, dude. Keeps going. My favorite part of this clip, actually, is once he catches him, uh, as he's walking, he just looks at all of the statues uh, I, and I, paintings. I, I, I love that. Yeah. Really? See, I didn't, I didn't really get this. I didn't feel like it. Like, why, how does it connect? Like, what am I missing? It's sort here? of like ju- judgment from Mayor's past, I think. Yes. he's. It's. I think it's his first time being uh, maybe disillusioned uh, a little bit with the, the yeah. city hall. You know, he's got this, what he thinks is an important job and, and whatnot. Hmm. He's, he's catching the the mayor you know flat-footed uh in a position that he thinks is going to ruin his career and he's just looking at all these paintings of like 
other powerful people looking down at him and he's like oh fuck I'm too small to be in this building. That that's the way. That's hmm. what I took from it. Yeah, I don't know. I it, I didn't connect for me. I was trying to figure out because like, Herc never struck me as a guy who had like this reverence for the position and the sure. halls of power. But uh, yeah. it's also like when when you're feeling kind of guilty or out of place, you have mm-hmm. the eyes of the world on you. In this case, you know the eyes of these former mayors. It, it also would have yeah. been a, a very good creative choice. I'm surprised David Simon passed up. Which he could have animated one of the portraits winking at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. So, you know, yeah, lo- winking and blowing a kiss. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I, like I don't dislike the storyline. I just feel like the rest of this episode is so like thematically uh, not about getting your dick sucked. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just it's thematically sort of. uh, in unison. All the all the. All the storylines are mirroring each other, and they're doing so much art. And then, uh, and then I don't know. I feel like they spent a little too much time on the storyline. Like I, I feel mm. like everybody know everybody would know what to do when you see the mayor getting a blowjob. Really? Which is, you know, well, shut your know. fucking yeah. mouth and don't. Oh, I thought you were gonna say join in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See if his balls need a little tickle. Yeah. Hey, um, wow, that looks good. Just like any porn, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just every male fantasy. I mean, maybe not the like having a guy. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter. The point is, you know. Uh, I couldn't help but notice that your balls are kind of dry and my mouth was watering. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, I figure, you know, our powers combined, we can get those balls wet. <laughs> um Yeah. No, I I, I I see what you're saying. I will say what's interesting or what i find interesting about this is that it is kind of like a red herring a little bit in terms Mm -hmm. of because the logical i think any other show would have taken that and been like this is going to be you know fuel for carcetti's run they're going to use this information and you know uh royce is going to get a sex scandal it's going to be a monica Lewinsky type thing but they Instead, Valchek meets up with him and he's like, you know, sh- shut your mouth. Don't say nothing. And you're going to be. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Shut up. Frank, you're back. But he's going to he's going to like give you, uh, you know, you're going to make lieutenant and then you're going to make captain like you, everything. Mm-hmm. You're in a great position. I forget. Is that how it works out? I don't remember. Does he actually rise in the ranks because of this? Yeah, I think he, he well, makes sergeant. Right. Or he makes. Yeah, he makes sergeant. Royce doesn't become mayor, which kind of puts a kink in his. Oh, that's right, right. That's right. That's right. Well, but he does. He does get. Uh, he does get a bump. I'm pretty sure he. It, it does, nothing bad happens to him. Nothing bad a, happens a, from that particular. In fact, nothing happens from uh, Herc catching Royce getting his dick sucked. Mm-hmm. Like it. It does not appear again in the show, which I think is almost a statement uh, on its own, where they're just like. <laughs> Oh yeah, you know, so uh, this this happens, and this is like, in fact, Valchek was like, "Listen, who doesn't get the dick sucked sometimes?" I mean, it, it happened, okay? That, that's the statement. Life is weird sometimes. Wire has captivated audiences for decades with its strong message of life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, life, <laughs> life just be like that sometimes, I guess. What are you gonna do? Uh, what are you gonna do? Sometimes you get dick sucked. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it ends up being you know this red herring and. What ends up actually happening is um, instead this random uh, murder that Norris picks up uh, in the middle of the episode ends up being like a dead state's witness. 
and that ends up being the information that uh, that Valchek passes on to Carcetti to help him like with his debate. So right. yeah. it is kind of strange. You never um, know what uh, what current event you're going to be able to play to your advantage. I think is the message there. Yeah, exactly. Keep um, in mind. But uh, it, it does lead me to one of my favorite scenes in the episode in which Norris and Bunk and Detective Holly are sitting around and a phone rings and and Detective Holly is debating whether or not he should pick up the phone because he's like if I pick it up it's going to be it's going to be a fucking unsolvable murder but if you pick it up your lucky ass is going to get something with a thousand witnesses and um uh, I have that whole sequence uh, right here. I'm up. I'll take it. No, wait. If it's yours, you lucky bitch, then it's a domestic in a house with four wits. You want the call? But if I pick up that phone, do I make it unlucky? Or is it still your call? Look, you want the call. Pick it up. Homicide Norris. 1400 Landvale, in the street, no suspects, no witnesses. <laughs> He was still conscious and coughing blood when I pulled up. You asked who shot him? Yeah, I asked who shot him. He said it was a guy with a gun. <laughs> the state of Maryland just lost another cooperating witness, and I just found a lot of fucking overtime. This case went from who gives a fuck drug murder to straight up red ball. Fuck. Should have picked up that phone. You should have picked up that phone, bro. I mean, obvious point, but it, it's great that there's cops standing over like the dead body of a murdered state's witness, and he's just laughing his ass off, like <laughs> laughing at his... you. You caught one there, huh, dumbass? <laughs> laughing at his last words. Yeah. By the way, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what did he say? Who it was? Yeah, he said it was a guy with a gun, and then he died, bro. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got a complaint right here. Those two mm. cops, cops look way too similar. Don't like it. Don't like mm-hmm. it when two characters look similar. The show already has too many characters. I don't need two guys who are slight variations of one another. There's That's true. Already too much. It's been real, guys. I'm out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you later, dog. I mean, that's just uh, <laughs> that's just one of those things. You know how like dogs end up looking like their owners. Like guys that have the same jobs yeah. end up looking alike. I mean, sometimes I'll be watching uh, UFC and they'll have. They'll have Joe Rogan, Daniel Cormier, uh, and John Anik all in the bo- all like three bald guys mm. that are almost yeah. identical, just like these two bald guys. Uh, you know, yeah. Right and next and to then, each then other. you got Herc. What the, like, why do yeah. we need three yeah. of these fucking guys? Terrible. Yeah, that's true. They should. They that's should the have official uniform that. of the you know of the <laughs> ex jock civil servant. Yeah, bald schlub in a suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there, there's something I love in particular about the wire and the way it treats um, uh, the job of murder detective as something that everyone who does it is like I fucking don't want to do it. Like yeah. it's that's it's really fun to watch him just struggling with like, oh god, what are the chances if I pick up that phone and then I have to do my job. <laughs> no, fuck this. I'm not going to do it. I mean, it um, just goes to show every job, no matter what your job is, uh, you're, you could be uh, like a, a porn dude, but your, your, your secret motivation is to do the least amount of work possible at that job. Yeah. Do I would ever, do more work. Do you guys ever read the uh, homicide, the, the book that David Simon wrote before any of this? No, I, I have not read it yet. No. Yeah. 
It's Literally, all, it's all, no, no, I did. Yeah. Oh, you did. Yeah. I mean, so you might remember it's like all about like this whole thing of like your, your ranking and like how many cases you have open and all that. And it is like this kind of like paranoia, superstition where, you know, it's like Schrodinger's cat with the, uh, with whether it's like easy to solve or hard to solve murder. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's, uh, it's all about being on the wrong side of the math. Um, mm-hmm. and like the math when you're like, you're not really thinking about, the dead people and why they died and why it's a tragedy and why their deaths deserve to be solved. Like all you're thinking about is like, you got this number in your head of your clearance rate and you want to see that number go up. Just like if you were a fucking stock guy, like you don't really think about any of the consequences or like Mm -hmm. the benefit that you're providing to society. It's just a number go up. Hopefully. Right. Yeah. It and it's there's there's two numbers that you give a shit about. One is uh, how many open murders. The other is your salary. And you're like, uh, I will only add more number. Yeah. To the open murder case if number for overtime is approved. And if that number go up, then other number can go up. Uh-huh. But if that that number go up, I'm not gonna do. Yeah, what is uh com- what is total jizz volume of the mayor? Uh, that number <laughs> exactly. It's the only number that matters. With every jizz CC. volume. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, he Norris finds out about this murder. Uh, he gets you know he he gets his overtime, but he goes into Jay Landsman's office uh, to tell him about it, um, and Jay. Uh, he tells him not to tell anyone about the whole state's witness angle because he doesn't want to get anyone in trouble during an election year. And then we see him making a phone call to the major, and it turns out to be Valchek. So he, for some reason, is snitching to help uh to help Carcetti. And I don't I don't really know why if he if he knows he's helping Carcetti or I'm not really sure what Jay's point is here. Like what why did he, he why was he what the side one? of the bread is is buttered. What are the, what is that for, how's that saying go? He, he knows, knows which which when butter comes better. on when if you put but better on butter. He knows butter. He knows what butter he's just is. A butter. He's a big butter he guy. He can't Look believe he did not butter. <laughs> no, he knows that uh Valchek He's got a line to Valchek. He knows this will get him in Valchek's good graces, oh, and that's okay, yeah. good for him. I think sure. that's, that's all he really about. cares about. Yeah, interesting. Um, so I have a clip of that scene, uh, not because it's like something that we like desperately need to see, but because uh, it has uh, another point in the episode or in this series in which we see someone looking at porn at work. <laughs> hey, Sarge, my boy's a witness. Drug case pending in part 18. Look at that. Work the case, take the OT, but bury the witness angle till we know for sure. What's that, what's that magazine? Is the uh, major in this morning? We should be able to club. look at a little porn at work. Yeah, go. it is a club magazine. Let me see if I can. Yeah, it's club magazine. Ooh, you got. Hot sex calls ad on the back, and I like that he the way he's looking at it. Yeah, like he is. Oh, he's it's like, a breast. Oh, <laughs> my that's bad. A, is that what they're doing with their pussies nowadays? Yeah. Is that how pussy works now? Mic- okay. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's nice to see someone hard at work. I mean, I think if he's playing the long no, game, sit and wait on that. Hard, hard at work, I get it. comma, yeah. at work. 
I mean, Fuck I, yeah. I think if he's playing the uh, the long game, what are we doing? <laughs> long. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, can we do that on Zoom? Is that the doable? <laughs> oh, God. What was that? <laughs> yeah. this is We're trying to do hand vaginas for those listening at home. <laughs> sure, yeah. I think if he's, if he's playing the long game, uh, he knows that a scandal from murdered a murdered witness is only going to make the homicide department's uh, budget go up. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right. But he doesn't want it to blow back on him. Like he doesn't want to get in trouble for leaking that to the press. So he's got to do it uh, underhandedly. Yeah. And he does. He leaks it. Yeah. And uh, he's fucking. Doing, he's, he's all about the underhanded leaking. As He, he yeah. loves to do a little under. He loves to leak at work. You know what I mean? I'm doing the hand vagina again for everyone. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, is that Brent Flyberg, producer oh. of Pod Yourself a Gun the Wire? Yeah, I saw, you, I saw you guys doing the hand. I think you need two sets of hands. So I thought I know. I'd okay. pop More in hands. And, and leave it to the pros. Together. There we go. Oh, he's doing <laughs> oh, it by himself. You can that. do it your own self. This is what's that's that's hot. Good. All right. I'm going to need to take a break to check that out. Uh, okay. So I should probably do some ads. Okay, let's, we're going to, you know what? We're going to take a break to learn how to make our hands into vaginas. <laughs> and while we're doing that, please listen to these wonderful ads and stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, Vince. Hey, Matt. As you know, Vince, I love old internet memes. Remember the early internet's obsession with Chuck Norris jokes? I do remember that. Here's one. When Chuck Norris went to college, he told his father, now you're the man of the house. <laughs> why Why do you bring this up? Well, I was thinking about those old memes, and I started thinking, I wonder what Chuck Norris is doing right now. What has he been up to? You know, I actually know the answer to that, Matt. Yeah, I recently saw a health video he made, and I was surprised. He's in his 80s, and he still seems to have energy and health. You know, I saw the very same video, Vince, and in it, he says he's even stronger, has more stamina, and plenty of energy left over for his grandkids since making one simple health change that helps his digestion and nutrition. That's almost too powerful to contemplate, but uh, it's true. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s. Uh, His wife made the same change, and she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger and has energy all day. Uh, I am way younger than them, and I have energy for about two hours a day. Uh, and the problem is, you know, that many of us do not include fruits and vegetables and other herbs that increase health and energy in our own diets. Chuck Norris made a special video that explains how he incorporated these things with one simple product. I love special videos, and you can watch it too by going to mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself, and it may change your approach to your own health. Once again, that's M-Y-M-O-R-N-I-N-G-K-I-C-K.com slash pod yourself, mymorningkick.com slash pod yourself. Go there now and watch this very special Chuck Norris video. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. Uh, so Valchek tells Karketi, and Karketi, uh, for the first time in this episode, finally, you know, has a little bit of hope. And uh, he he goes on that debate floor, and he he does his Karketi thing, which is like, you know, saying a a bunch of platitudes about how crime is bad mm-hmm. and that he will be the guy who solves well, Tony, crime. Tony Gray has a good idea about how to actually uh, fix crime and everybody's just like, blah, blah, blah. blah we blah, can blah. barely hear you, other guy. Yeah. The race. No. I forgot <laughs> I there's a third guy. That, that's yeah. A, yeah. Another, another one of those characters is like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. More guys. More yeah. Guys. I mean, that's I think that like former their point, best friend, their point was that all the regular people were f- switching channels and didn't really care. But uh, I, I think like at least in the modern times like there there wouldn't even be them flipping through it on accident like yeah, it's just no. not even <laughs> yeah, doesn't even like rise to the level of something not, you might not cr- cross through the podcast or listening to it two times speed while looking at their phone none of those screens yeah. would be displaying the local mayoral primary yeah right yeah a live broadcast on like local tv not happening no sorry there would be clips at best but uh, yeah, no, that is. Uh, I, but I, you know, I thought it was. Um, I thought it was a fun point that they were making at the time, which is that sure. uh, you know, these people are you know uh, talking about issues that are directly affecting the people we are seeing seeing turn off the TV, and they're the ones uh, flipping channels to uh, to other shit and uh, simpletons. Yeah. down at City Hall and. As a result, our response to crime has been characterized time and time again by wanton indifference. McDonald's hamburgers are the worst. They are worse than Burger King. A big bag has 20 squares of fat. Sorry, I found more. I found more of Wesley Willis doing rock and roll McDonald's. Oh, is that who that is? Shit. Yeah. You know, it's, I don't think I've ever seen what Wesley Willis looks like. That's the first time in my life I've actually seen him. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Uh, when I found that clip and I put it in there, I realized that that was uh, it was making me depressed because he didn't look like he was enjoying that live performance that he was <laughs> <Right>. doing. <laughs> but uh, I think you know, I had some, he had some severe mental illness, so maybe uh, you know, well, maybe it was that. At least he's doing fine now, right? Yeah, no, he's doing great now. Yeah, yeah he's, no, no harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. Everything fine. We're all um, good so yeah. Yeah, so that is the um, that is the Herc Valchek Karketi, uh, you know, arcs of the episode. Um, we can also uh, now start talking about uh, the kids. I I, I want to talk a little bit more about the kids because I love the kids. Everything I love about them is in their mini interactions where they're just talking about girls they're gonna fuck and stuff. Like, I I just I fucking. I love. I like that they didn't soften the language at all. No, for this. like usually when you have middle schoolers talking about sex, it's like it's how adults wish that middle schoolers would talk about <laughs> sex. Yeah, and this is like 
you know, nah, dude, I'm going to eat Skittles out of her pussy. Yeah, I'm going to suck Skittles <laughs> out that pussy. I'm going to put a noun later in there, and then three days later, I'm going to eat the rest of that noun later. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Middle school Re- Real talk. Yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. men. Men being men. <laughs> yeah, the way men are. You know how we are? Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, I loved uh, the scene where Nay and Michael are, are play fighting. Just because it, like, it, it, it explains... It does a lot of exposition on the characters, you know, the fact that Naaman is like always fronting. He's always like everything he does is cap, as the kids say today. And Michael uh, is the only one who really steps to him. Uh, He's, you know, and like he does it in a joking fashion, but he he does it um, anyways, you know. And then uh, he does that thing where after he gets like... um, uh, they play fight. Here, I'll I'll I'll, I'll play the, the clip. The girls, you know, see what yours got fat over the summer, you know? Uh, guess who I saw last week? Who? Quanice Davis. Oh, shit, you mean cute-ass Quanice? Titties, too. Mm, I'm definitely tapping that pussy now. Y'all watch. I'm going to be all up in Quanice this year, like this, banging that nigga. Just like, like you tried to do last year, right? So, uh, Michael, who you getting with this year? Stinking ass. Up. What's her name? What's her name? What's her name? Tina. Tina. Tina oh, Jenkins. Don't talk bad about Tina. I'm saying she be sucking dudes' dicks in the boys' bathroom and shit. That's all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you, man. She suck dick even better than you do, man. Come on. Oh. Wow. What up? What up? What up? See? Chill, chill, chill. Don't rip this shit. I just bought this stove back. Yo, Michael, son, if I ain't had this shit on, I'd have fucked you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are so lucky. You are so lucky, dog. If I didn't have this expensive thing on, I'd have beat your ass. You're just, ooh, you lucked out. You lucked out. I'm very strong. I really thought you were going to have Wesley Willis pop in there again. I was expe- I was fully expecting him <laughs> yeah. to be like one, one of the kids on the stoop. <laughs> I wish I was that good at editing where I could just do a yeah. CG Wesley Willis on the side, yeah. <laughs> singing rock and roll McDonald. Someday we'll get the technology. I know. Yeah, once again, you know, Naaman, true Nepo baby, he mm-hmm. understands the rules of the game, but he doesn't have the hunger. Whereas no. uh, Mike, you know, he may not understand the rules of the game, but uh, he's got the hunger. Yeah, and he's got the hunger, but he's also got dignity, and he will right. not sell out. That's, mm-hmm. uh, which is an interesting... Uh, like way of of doing his character like he uh so later monk shows up uh he's like one of marlo's guys gives everyone money and mike says nah i won't take it and uh and marlo and mike actually have this really uh, another just great scene that's all done uh the acting is all done with the eyes um and uh it is it's like if there's anything you can say about Jamie Hector's performance as Marlo is that his fucking eyes are doing so much fucking heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's really great. It's it's really it's all it's awesome. Hundred, yo, thanks, ma. Oh, you need to thank my man Marlo. He ain't want to see you little motherfuckers going raggy on the first day. Nah, man, no thanks. But you ain't gotta do nothing for it. No, thank you, man. I'll take his if you don't want it. I mean, I'll hold his yo, for you. Yo, don't press, man. Don't press. What the fuck is wrong with you, boy? You too good for my money? Or is you such a bitch-ass punk you worried about my money come from? Yeah. 
Ain't no thing, shorty. We cool. I fucking I. Mm-hmm. I love that scene. It's I just spooky. love. That, oh, they're it's just so good. Yeah. Every every like. Every time there are ch- child actors in anything, they they are always terrible, except I mean, this fucking show. I, I think don't you understand can it. See the difference between uh, the kid who plays Randy Wagstaff, who's good, but you can tell that he has a background in acting. A and little I, bit more, yeah. And sure. like, I don't think he would have worked in that scene. Like he, like, there's something about the guy Maybe. who plays Mike that he's just got. Uh, if it, it doesn't feel, it doesn't read like he's doing it for show. Like I feel like a a child actor would have maybe tried to do uh, too much work right there. Maybe because they're used to because the most you know the way they train child actors is to have them just be big and right. hammy. Yeah, they and, molest them and then they say, <laughs> "Sure, yeah, go yeah. do acting, go <laughs> they, go, go be on Full House, yeah, go go get in Lou Pearlman's uh, limousine." Uh, yeah, right, it'll it, be it, fine. It is a bummer that not very many of the actors on the show really ever were had a prominent career or any career whatsoever after this show. Yeah, it's really yeah. just just Michael B. Jordan. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, my, and my honestly, fr- of, of all of the you know actors on it i'm not saying i mean i thought michael b jordan was good but he wasn't he wasn't as good as the the kids in this season not even close it was like Mm. that to me was more i felt like a more standard child acting performance you know like um so yeah i was i you know every kid in this uh in this like group of kids this season really even you know i agree with you that randy is like maybe has a little bit more polish like a little bit more of an actor but like the scene where he is like being uh you know accosted and jacked by officer uh walker uh like it, it was he was great in it he's he's no, really he's good. great uh, he's great but like you ha- you had possibly seen him in stuff before the wire unlike the rest mm-hmm. of these kids and uh i don't know like there's something more understated and sort of surprising about their performances that yeah. makes them work. Uh, another surprising note about this scene is that, you know, I don't know how many uh, AFC championships the Ravens had already won by this point, but clearly not enough to capture the hearts of the city of Baltimore. That, <laughs> is that, is that, that, is that just, Philly jersey he's wearing? That was a, yeah, that was a, that was a, e- a Eagles. Eagles. I think yeah. that's Reggie yeah, White yeah, yeah. jersey that he had on there. Yeah, um. yeah. And uh, I don't think he, he at the end of the episode when he gets uh, a bunch of jerseys. Did you notice any uh, Ravens jerseys in the there's bunch? A, there's, there's, there's a Bulls one. He, I forget what the player was. He has, a, he has a Chicago Bulls jersey in there. Yeah, he's he's got uh, here. I I, I have uh, I have that scene as well. He brought receipts. Um, so so to just to introduce this, this is just the uh, this clip shows the school clothes uh i don't know what the word is dichotomy between uh name and and uh Duke. make sure you deliver them just to duquan not any of the adults in the house just duquan that's what duquan right i take it to him <laughs> give me <laughs> give, give him the clothes give him the clothes <laughs> give him the clothes what's he gonna do with cl- what, what what possible malfeasance is he gonna do with a box of clothing i mean yeah. he's gonna sell a few but i he don't know if he can sell, sell- old, use children's clothing in any economy <laughs> who's buying you give him i don't the even clothes. think yeah i don't even think bubbles is is buying used children's clothes <laughs> i just love like, give me give me hey crystal miss donnelly said to give you these 
All right, so what do we got here? Yan- We've Yankees. got uh, Bulls. Uh, looks like uh, Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got uh, what is it? Ra- another Ra- Ra- uh, Raiders, maybe. Yeah, Raiders, Eagles, maybe. But yeah, no, that's an artist Gilmore jersey uh, <laughs> who played in the '70s. So I'm guessing like that was something that the writers put in there, mm-hmm. like as a. Some sort As a of little, Easter egg or something. I don't yeah, know. Maybe, maybe middle school kids in Baltimore, like we're talking about artist Gilmore, doesn't seem like it to me, but who knows? That's yeah. probably a 2010s Williamsburg thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably it. <laughs> you think my son ain't gonna go up to school looking like himself? His mom is so sweet. Side note: <laughs> yeah. his mom is literally evil, and uh, is I think one of my favorite villains this season. Uh, Naaman's mom is I, I the the stereotype. The only stereotype I can think of uh, to call it it would be like uh, is also an offensive title, but to Asian Americans, she's a tiger mom, but mm-hmm. for drug for drug dealing sons. Um, I don't know what you call that in the hood, but uh, she is like, she really. She's a wants... Ma Barker type, let's say. Sure. <laughs> she. Uh, I mean, totally. I, I would say. I would say one of the strengths of the wire is that uh, it's very reticent to make villains out of anyone. Like that's right. why it works so well because you know, lazy writing is to make people bad and good right. writing is to just make people people and right. find their motivations. As you see with Marlo and even Valcha, all the people that are, you right. know, bad people. Like and it, great writing is to make everyone good. <laughs> yeah. I like it when everyone's good. Yeah. They're, they're always ha- happy with, with no conflict. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. conflict. Everyone happy. That's when the Emmys come knocking. Yeah. No more bads. Only good. Hey. So, so Naaman's mom, uh, I forget what her name is, but like she's one of the, yeah, she's Na- one of the Naaman few senior. characters that uh, they were okay making just a complete piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's uh, it, there is still a little bit of nuance there. So when she and uh, Naaman visit Weebay in prison. Um, you know, uh, Weebay is catching up on his making sure his fish are good, and you know, and it's clear that Delanda is very resentful of those fish. Um, but then when uh, Weebay is asking Naaman, you know, like how how are things at work? Um, you know, she is like, don't don't lie to your father. You know, you are you're not showing up to work. And part of you can be like, you know. Uh, hey, that's isn't that work bad? Isn't that doing bad things to your son and the community? But another way of looking at it too is that you know whatever the job market you know is in Baltimore, it's pretty certain that being a drug dealer is one of them good jobs, especially when you have an in. Um, and so, I mean, yeah, the- he, she just wants him to succeed. I mean, you the know? Barksdale crew is basically like uh, General Motors uh, in right. this environment because it's like their their company's going bad. Like they have no market share anymore, but right. they still have the old uh, con- the benefits contract that was worked out when uh, when they were riding <laughs> high. You know, they're still paying off WeeBay's family apparently, even uh, even while they don't, they don't control any corners anymore. 
Yeah, it's nice to know that there's like uh, a that's nest like a, egg somewhere. It's like a better severance slash retirement package than most American workers get. Oh, oh yeah, nowadays yeah. especially without, without without a union, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most everyone, if you're lucky, you have a four hundred one k, which is tied to whether or not the economy going to be good. Yeah. Which uh, and it's just last. money they took from you. It's to put your away. money. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. just stowed it away and said, "Well, you know, it's investing tax free." No, and no, it's like. I didn't... Your money's on Barksdale's corner and Marlowe's <laughs> corner. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's All spread. Right. You know, we've diversified multiple corners. But yeah, it's uh, it is like it's you know yeah he's he is you know a product of uh, like their economic class is a product of the industry you know that was once there uh, for them and he is you know on the tail end we are all Namans in a way um, not in that <laughs> we have yes. uh, you know uh, uh, parents who were captains of industry of any type but you know parents who uh, had a better income than their kids you know what I mean and better job prospects so um, yeah it's kind of uh it's fun to watch, and there's a little bit of me that sympathizes with Delanda, just wanting her son to, like, you know, to wear try. a dollar sign necklace so he could be cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I I would hope that when my daughter gets old enough, when she's slinging, and, slinging rock, yeah, and when she is selling crack to the community, that you know she shows up, you know, first there, last to leave. You know, <laughs> that's I want a daughter with the work at at Gum, gumption. Yeah, gumption. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that is uh, what happens with the kids in this episode. Um, last couple of storylines we can talk about. Uh, there's Cuddy and then there's Bubbles. Which ones? Which what do you want to cover? Vince? Bubbles. I think. Yeah. Cuddy's is not quite interesting yet. Bubbles is. Plus, there's some bad Spanish in the Cuddy one that I. Oh, yeah. time overlooking. I mean, we did bad Spanish just a few Yeah, I was going to say, that, that anything that makes the show more relatable. Exactly. That's what I thought, <laughs> too. Um, but yeah, Bubbles. All right, let's talk about it. Uh, Bubbles is uh, hard at work with his new job selling uh, white t-shirts uh, to and people dice. in the community. The guy yeah. asks for a, like a full load of dice or something like that. And yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's how much dice is being played in the inner city. That everyone needs, <laughs> needs to have dice on them at all times. <laughs> I like the idea of like needing more dice because oh, you I, lost I, the I, other I, dice. I wore down my dice down to the nubs. Yeah, you can't even read the number dots no more. Uh, what do these yeah. people here need? Let's see. Uh, big T-shirts, uh, spray mm-hmm. paint cans, uh, and dice. Extra dice. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Why was he selling spray paints? Like, oh, I got to do some tagging later. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, and you want some graffiti art? That's what you know. That's what they do. <laughs> that's what they guys. Yeah. Don't you know? From listening to rap music. No, but I mean, you know, I, I would imagine um, that the things that he seems to be selling seems to be a lot of your kind of basic needs. I mean, clothing and toiletries are in there as well. There's like, yeah, there's playing cards and, and, and dice and uh, you know, some they, spray paint cans. They're probably in a food desert. And what he really should have been out there selling is uh, fresh vegetables and fruit. Fresh fruit, fruit and vegetables. Absolutely. That's what I say. That's whenever I go to any black neighborhood, I say, um... You should be selling fruits and vegetables. <laughs> I like to lecture people on the corner, especially. Um, yeah, no. And then we meet Sherrod for the first time, who is uh, 
a boy who is helping um helping bubbles uh with the with the selling of the shirts and stuff and uh yeah he he's not good at math and uh Sherrod eventually agrees to go back to school that's that's the arc as far as I know Vince you got any more to say about it uh great moment when uh one of my favorite moments of the show is just uh you know, people showing up in different contexts than we originally knew them from. You know, you got Cuddy's ex-girlfriend is teaching mm-hmm. at the school, and then uh, and then you got you got uh, Bubbles coming in pretending to be uh, Sherrod's cool <laughs> uncle. He like, wore a shirt and tie for the occasion, yeah. Uh, but just yeah. The- and he also you got his hair done and stuff. Yeah, he like did everything. To distract from the open face wounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just like the general itchiness of him. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he's got that great moment where he like him and Presbo see each other and they're like, oh man, what are you? And neither of them can, neither of them can say, say anything to each other, but they both mm. share that look of like, oh, hey, I know uh, you. What are you doing here? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you must be undercover. <laughs> I like that he's, <laughs> he's trying not to break his cover. Yeah. 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 They're both it's undercover. It. That's right. That's true. They're both pretending people to be people that they're not. We're going to crack this te- teacher's lounge case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Who stole the tests? Um, yeah. Uh, no, you know, I, I, you know Presbo's trying too hard when he has brought like a, a hammer and uh, chisel yeah, or whatever yeah, to get yeah. the gum off of the bottom of the desk. It's like, who, who, what teacher is really worried about the that, that's, gum that's on the for, bottom of the desk? First year, first year teacher all over. Yeah, hundred percent. Starry-eyed, no mm-hmm. gum. Yeah, yeah he's well, doing... I'm gonna start fresh. I'm gonna get the gum out, and I'm certain that no additional gu- gum. Gu- gum does not exist, so we'll be good. Yeah, we'll he's doing uh, broken windows policing in this in the uh, in the school <laughs> district. He's like, it's you know, if we can just get the kids to respect their environment, then they'll respect exactly. each other. Uh, then exactly. they'll respect the concept of learning. And the next thing you know, test scores mm-hmm. go up, number yeah. number go up. <laughs> he's stopping and frisking people, seeing if they have <laughs> gum. <laughs> God. Yeah, no, it's... Uh, what, do we, uh, what do we do? What do we think about the kids chewing gum? That's pretty bad, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think that's the real problem with schools and kids these days, you know? It's too much gum chewing. It's not enough respect. Um, yeah, no, I I, um, uh, I like the amount of setup that they're doing with Presbo at this point. You know, this is uh, another example of the wire slow rolling shit. Um, and one of the things they're slow rolling is uh, it's, you know, school has not even started yet. So we've, we have not yet gotten to the point where we're going to see what Presbolewski is going to be like as a first year teacher, but, uh, and slow rolling. You- and again, like refusing to demonize people, even the, the guy who has uh, blinded a kid, shot up his car and killed another cop in, in the line of duty. Yeah, yeah, no, they're just like, uh, this is his uh, atonement. It's him uh, chiseling off pieces of gum, uh, knowing that it's, you know, going to be a a Sisyphean task. Just, you know, rolling that big gum boulder up that hill just Mm -hmm. so it'll roll down again. Um, Yeah, and in terms of, like, Cuddy's storyline, you're right that there's not much going on, but there is a nugget. Good setup. Good setups. Good setup And, and good Easter eggs. Yes, and the nugget for me is uh, how many moms want to fuck Cuddy. Oh my god! Uh, all, all that, all that food, though, man. You're overlooking <laughs> over the delicious food. 
I would be yeah. so fucking thrilled if I just had a, an endless legion of moms bringing me tinfoil tin dishes. Oh my I, God. It's just, it's such a dream. It would be such a dream. <sighs> just people just like, can I cook for you and suck your dick? And it'd be like, yes, <laughs> yeah. you're the boss. I yeah. mean, all you got to do is be like a 40 something guy that still goes to the gym and is single. Man, that oh. is just uh, yeah. And works with bucket, works, works with kids. With, works with children and doesn't molest them. Like that is no ooh. deal. <laughs> Again, yeah, man. Put up the X. Yeah, that that is. It's wonderful watching that, and then it, it is set up for um, later. Uh, you know, uh, Cuddy is going to kind of learn the hard way that you can't just. Um, the middle school kids will hate you if they see you getting pussy. if you fuck their mom. Well, yeah. Even well, other no. people's moms. Like he didn't even fuck. Like none of the women in the in the gym in this episode were anyone's moms. They were just no. It was, uh, the spider's mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. but spider wasn't even there. Spider was there. He comes at no, the I end. I thought he was. I thought he hadn't come in. No, no I thought spider you was said, at his grandma's. No, I thought you said I was all right, spider. <laughs> spider was with his grandma. That was. Uh, I forget what the other kid's name was, but it's not spider. No, Justin was. Yeah, spider wasn't there that moment, but spider is a student of Cuddy's, yes. and his his mom comes up yes, to him but- and is like, "Hey." Uh, I, I cook food good and I'm large. Want to fuck? Yeah, but he was getting the stink eye from the kids there and it wasn't even their moms that he was about to fuck. It was just their friend's mom. That he was oh, ma- yeah. Ma- I didn't read fuck. it as a stink eye. I thought they were going like, oh, was a stink eye. All right. Well, oh, fair enough. Yeah. Those eyes were stinky. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, for sure, Michael has different reasons for why he disapproves of uh, Cuddy. Um, fucking moms um, but uh, yeah I think in general maybe middle school kids don't like you fucking their friends moms I think that's correct I mean I know that I wouldn't I know that my biggest fear as a kid was that someone was going to try to fuck my dad I think it's just general disgust at the idea of people in their 40s still having sex when you're in middle school like to any middle mm. schooler like just yeah. the idea that that's an option is disgusting to you. It depends how old the I mean, I don't know. I feel like if, the, if someone looks young enough, it's okay. I remember just like, you no, know, those people look young enough for it to be okay, I don't think. Uh, there it. was a teacher in my middle school who was I'm talking about in the scene. Yeah, but he in looked In your middle school, sure. Oh. There was a kid in my uh, a teacher in my middle school who looked he was young, he was a PE teacher. He he's in jail. Oh God! Why, he did it, it, have sex with a student. Oh well. So wait, what's this being used to prove? No, it's not being used <laughs> to prove. Not I meant apart from. I remember thinking it was you know that he was like cool, and if he had been having sex uh, with an, an adult, I'd have been okay with it. But then when it was a child, sure, I was sure. I was uh, I was like, oh, that's bad. And I remember thinking that's bad at the time. Oh, you knew about what was happening. No, 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 no. I found out later. Let's move on. Uh, so, <laughs> what's, this, uh, what's, what's this podcast about? Yeah. Oh, the, the, the Wire. The Wire. Yeah, yeah. The Wire. The Wire. We love yeah, yeah. The Wire. It's so good. High school memories. Folks? Yeah. So, uh, at the, uh, the one of the last scenes we see is. Uh, um, in the Cuddy uh, arc is Mike and uh, Justin are fighting over a, a bag and Cuddy, um, he makes his move and he tells Michael like, hey, you, I've been watching you. I want to mm-hmm. train you. I like your moves. 
I like your moves and uh, I want to train you. And uh, Michael, just like he did with the $200 early in the, in the episode, he refuses. And, um, and we, uh, we don't yet know why he is acting like that. I mean, but that's the problem with mentorship. You don't know who's been molested. You know? I know. That's the whole just... thing. You can't just guess. That's um, why under my administration, you know, <laughs> the, the armbands will be re- re- required. <laughs> so, kids, so we can all know what your trauma yeah, it is. It just makes it easier. I'm sorry. It ma- everyone can agree that it's yeah. nice to know who to be sensitive to. Uh, yeah. So that is that storyline. And yeah, um, uh, last bit is just uh, everything that's happening with Freeman's unit. Freeman is dragging Sidner and Rhonda along, kicking and screaming as he is trying to serve subpoenas to everyone who is currently in power. And Rhonda does not like it. And Daniels doesn't give a shit. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a great scene where Sidner um serves clay davis um and he does it in a way by ignoring that he's serving him and just keeps mentioning the sphinx club (laughs) and um i i have a clip of that what the hell is this subpoena for records sphinx club Man of the year. What kind of bullshit is this? <laughs> you people must be out your damn mind. You were in the Sphinx Club. My uncle <laughs> used to Tim Bar over there. Marvin Thompson, short guy. What is your name, around. officer? Detective Sidner, sir. Major crimes? Shit. Yeah. You One did of the, the best shits in the, the in the whole run of the wire. That one I right mean, there. That, that honestly, is, I, I forget how funny that guy is. Oh, <laughs> so good. He's yeah. he's he's a fantastic actor. He plays the greatest code switching character of all time mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> just clay davis in private clay davis in public just well, it's great because his voice has like two registers like he can do sort of gravelly and menacing yeah. but then he sort of he when he, he gets that like operatic uh yeah. oratory uh mm-hmm. like he goes into full tenor mode when he's angry yeah which is, uh, just i don't know it's just a great it's a great acting trick to have it's it's really incredible and then also you know uh, earlier in uh, early seasons when we meet clay davis uh he's doing his uh his his white guy voice uh (laughs) which is really fucking one of the greatest turns ever is when you see him for the first time go from like uh hey could you tell this motherfucker who i am like that's (laughs) just so good um but yeah he does the perfect she in that one and uh Shout out to Isaiah Whitlock. Uh, I have a bobblehead of him saying mm. she it. And, you know, I appreciate that he has really, like, you know, merchandised that without probably permission. I oh, like. He, he's, he's making the money off of that? I hope oh, so. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Uh, you know, I because like I bought it from his website. You know, oh, I don't okay. think that, <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, HBO is getting a cut of that, and I would hope that HBO wouldn't uh, try to either. Because sure, you know, sure. well, I have a feeling the, 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 Isaiah the, the, Whitlock is the one who came up with she. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, and that is. Uh, I mean, that's, I, 
a little, yeah, I, I could talk a little. I could talk a little bit more about that storyline, just in terms of, Please. you know, like we, Lester sort of getting the credit for being uh, the savvy one. Um, that he's dropping this at a time when they can't uh, retaliate against them, which is theoretically smart, but like he's not really playing the long game because you know as soon as this all plays out, they're just gonna rat fuck him anyway right like yeah it's hard to tell what his um motivation is other than um sticking a finger in people's eye right like i I don't think i don't know i can't tell if he truly believes that this is going to get like clay davis and andy krawcheck out of positions in which they could uh rat fuck the the major crimes detail i i definitely think like probably the more um accurate read is that he just doesn't care and he's trying to stick a finger in their eye when he knows he can get away with it even in the short term just because it feels so good i think it feels good to get over on people i think it feels good for him to you know he has this unit and he was screwed over once before when uh you know he wanted to serve these subpoenas and now just to punish them, he's going to do it at the most inopportune time. I think it's uh, it's a little bit of McNulty in there where he's just mm-hmm. like, I want to show everyone how smart I am and how petty I am, which I love. I love a petty king. And we yeah. see Kima once again being like the new McNulty where like mm-hmm. she is because Sidner and, uh, you know, uh, Lester has got his 20 in. So by the mm-hmm. time this blows back on him, he can just be like, all right, I'm out. But right. uh, Sidner and Kima, like they're still going to be in the department, uh, probably getting fucked over by everything mm-hmm. that happens in this indictment or yeah. subpoena. I think that's why he did his best to ingratiate himself to Clay Davis in that scene. Yeah. Where he's just like, I'm a good guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you like the Sphinx club. I know of the Sphinx club. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I think Freeman's entire, uh, arc in the last two episodes is set up for what is about to happen to the major crimes unit. And it's, uh, you know, it's going to be uh, torn apart by a lieutenant named Marimo who will go in there and he will make it all, you know, by busts and uh, and it'll get back to doing what it used to do, which is uh, show up at the wrong stash house and curse a lot when you don't find the drugs. So, yeah, that is uh, the major crimes unit. And that is the episode. Uh, is there anything I missed is a favorite scene, a least favorite scene, something else you want to talk about? For me, it's all about the clothes, man. Kids, kids getting clothes. Really, kids really, getting really clothes. Tore, tore me back to my childhood. Yeah, that was wonderful. I remember those days. Actually, I hated those days. It was a lot, very stressful. Those were bad days. If you liked middle school, uh, it's very small chance that you are a like healthy, functioning adult, I would say. Yeah, middle school, I think... Um, was kind of like we were I think your personality is forged in middle school and if you're someone who um did well that means you currently have the personality of a middle schooler (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh that's not good um whereas the rest of us we're tormented yes 
Okay. Oh, well. if, I had to, yeah. <laughs> if I had to give this episode a, a letter grade, uh, yeah, I think I would give it a solid B+. Vince, what would you give this episode? Mm, you like I said, utilitarian grade. episode, mm. a lot of table setting, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. watering the, the seedlings. Water the seeds, make the plants for later. Um, uh, therefore, solid B+. Oh, that's a surprise. Yeah. Django, <laughs> if you had to give this episode a letter grade, what would you give it? Uh, I crunched the numbers before I came on the pod today, and wow. strictly by the, the normal formula I use when I'm on this podcast, mm-hmm. uh, it got it gotten a B. But then I crunched the supplementary materials; the, <laughs> the quality of the prosthetic penis elevated it to a solid B plus. So okay, we're, we're there, there we go. Across the board, it turns out solid B plus episode of The Wire. Good job, David Simon. And a solid A-plus episode of Pod Yourself, The Wire. Django Gold, thank you so much for coming on and talking The Wire with us. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Of course. Where where can people find you? Um, You can find me on all the socials. uh, Usually the handle is at Django Industries. It's just at Django on Twitter. But really, listeners, what you got to do, get your little butt over to YouTube. Look up Django Gold. Bag of Tricks, my debut stand-up special, an hour of mainline Django, hard, hard to the vein. Get it. Hell yeah. Dude, yeah, it is, uh, as someone who has watched the special, it is a great special. Fantastic. The jokes are great. The quality of the filming is great. Uh, Everyone, please check out that special. We will have a link in the show notes. Uh, You can watch it right now. So check it out. It is called Bag of Tricks, and Django Gold is the name of the comic. Thank you so much for coming on, bro. Thanks for having me, guys. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Wires. Patreon.com slash broadcast. The $8 tier gets you a shout out. Uh, Vince, this week we have one, two, three, four, Mm. five shout outs. Um, street names for these people uh, who gave us $8 or more. This first one is Isaiah Burkle. Burkle! I know you think I'm going to do a Burka pun. I know, I didn't. I was thinking a, an Urkel pun. Oh, really? See, I was going Burka, but now I'm going Buckle. We're going to call this guy Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Got a, got a bucket, Buckle on it. Burkle on it. Whatever, dude. You know right. what I'm saying. I thought you were going to call him Cheese. Uh, uh, next is Drew Tucker. Oh, Drew Tucker. Didn't we already give this guy a nickname? Tucker. He's tucking it back. We call this guy Mangina. Yeah, we're calling him Mangina. We might have already. Some people, you know, they re-up. Look, if uh, I give you the same nickname twice, uh, you know, tough break. But that's how it goes. Yeah. Or just tell us and we'll give you another one because we really appreciate the money. Listen that's to me. That's what I meant. Not to him. I'm doing. Uh, the, yeah, we're doing good. Cop, bad cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Uh, <laughs> next one is just JK. I couldn't find any other. I think we've also done this person before as well. Mm-hmm. Call this guy Justin. Okay, Justin. He's just kidding. Just he's just. He's just. Ju- no, I just, got it. Just JK. Just kidding. Just JK in. Just K. Okay, we're calling him just just JK in. We got it. Um. Uh, and then Justin Wood, the Oak. Okay, he's Wood. You know, no, I got it immediately. Yeah, split that log. And finally, Cheyenne Megan. Oh, she's a shy and uh, <laughs> just shy. We're gonna call this 
person. Uh, what's the opposite of shy? Uh, extroverted. What is it? Shy. What's that old character that uh, Molly Shannon used to play? Uh, shy. What's the movie that she was in? Superstar. Oh, Superstar. Yeah, we we'll call it call Cheyenne Superstar. Okay, we're calling her Superstar. Yeah, because she's shy, but she wants to be a superstar. You know. I love it. I love where your brain goes. <laughs> and that is your street names for this week. If you want to get yourself a, a street name, go to patreon.com slash broadcast and join our $8 tier. It is a great tier. You will love it. Um, and you also get bonus episodes, broadcasts every week. Me and Vince talking about stuff. It's great. Yeah, check it out. You got yeah, to get, get on that Patreon. What get are you doing on, if you're please, not on? Why? why are you not on? <laughs> Why? Uh, 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 at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. All righty, everybody. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, oh. good night. Oh, no. And until <laughs> next time, if you come at the king, you best not miss. Oh, there you go. I want to... to be the mayor of Baltimore I need voters beyond white people from the birds the birds the birds
think I'm kind of going for the easier one recently, but whatever. Here we go. Hello, Mr. Suck. Hello, Mr. Fuck. Mr. Sucky Fuck. Yeah, I like the fuck. Suck and I fuck. You and me fucking hell, bitch. Sucking on dicks, yeah? Fuck you. On my knob. I got a knob that Oy. you got to do a slob on, bitch. <laughs> All these birds up in my knob, yeah. <laughs> You've got bad teeth. Keep them off my knob. You got, can't bite my knob with your teeth, governor. You gonna give me an infection, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Sucking on... Hey. Hi, oh, what? What'd I do? Oh, no, nothing. I was saying hi. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.